anybody there? I heard the door open, and I suspected there was a person here. And it seems like there is. Are you, uh, are you an illusion? Am I imagining you? I was hoping that there'd be someone coming by today. You are the first customer today. And uh, almost every customer I have coming in here is the first customer today. Or of that day, rather. I say today, but I'm not sure. I, that would be sad. That'd be very sad if it were every day, because that would mean I only have one customer per day. But that's not how it is. That's not how the land lies. Thank goodness. Welcome to Jefferson Avenue Way Station. You can see the sign outside. It's a design I made. I was trying to replicate the old uh, sort of circus theme from the turn of the century. Then I realized how cruel the circus is, and I regretted it. It's a shame. Ah oh, well. What's what's your name? I just want I wanted to ask you that. Well, like who who are you exactly? Like what? Uh, okay, you don't. You, well, hey, listen. You don't have to. All you need to do is enjoy yourself. You don't, strictly speaking, have to do that either. I just would like you to. I'd like you you know why? Because you might give me a tip if you do. No, I, I want you to enjoy yourself just because I enjoy pleasure. That Don't it, forget that I said that because there, there might be some themes to that which I'm not comfortable with. Anyway, can I, uh, oh, I still haven't fixed this tap. I still need to, uh, put a, uh, butter knife into that little slot. Let me, hold on a second. Don't worry about it. I'll got this real soon. There you are. A tall glass, and by tall I mean a tall, if you had been very small, by comparison. That's just my, you know, uh, my heart's not in it today. I don't know, like, I, I, I usually enjoy people's company. I usually want to see them have a good time, but right now it's all pretense. Right now, I can't think of a single thing to say to you. And you're not, you seem to be in a similar street. And that's all right. We don't have to say anything. We could be silent here. You could read that book. I can stare out the window and hope somebody looks in. Which seems uncomfortable, but since I own a business, I don't mind so much. If it were my apartment on the ground level, I might wonder why that old lady pushing that shop, shopping shopping shop shopping cart full of bottles and cans i wonder why she's looking in and i'll open the window and tell her listen you can have all my recycling i understand you can uh, redeem some of those for cash from a grocery store or a grocery store it doesn't matter does it it doesn't matter if i speak well or i speak poorly what matters is do you enjoy that beer? That's Mac Adams' beer. He doesn't own it. You own it right now. 
you don't own that glass, but you own the beer inside. That's what you pay the $10 for. Is it good? Is it even good? That should be the first thing. Some beer you drink because you need to satisfy just an oral pleasure, not a, you know, gustatory. If that's even a word, I would be surprised. But I am saying it in the hopes that it is, because it, it should be in my mind. I mean, maybe it shouldn't. Maybe there's enough English words out there without me inventing ones. Which, of course, that is the way they were invented in the first place, but there's no need to keep inventing them. The ones we have are perfectly fine. They, they, they suffice. There's no need to waste more space, because people will keep using the old ones. People like old things. I like old things. For one thing, I'm old. And if people stop liking old things, that means that I'm I'm heading straight toward the towards the garbage. Straight to the trash heap. And that'll be forgotten. But thankfully people are they're sentimental. Uh they're nostalgic. Uh they react to new things with repulsion and fear. And uh, they think that there's something wrong with inventing new things, so they look towards the old. And that's why they come in here. There's no music playing in a sound system because, well, there's not a lot of electricity in this place. There's uh, one or two lights. Uh, I know there's one light that shines uh, directly from the ceiling to the floor in that main dining area that you're sitting in. Um... But there's no other electronic devices at all. There's no wall outlets. You can't charge. If you want to charge your phone, I'm afraid you'll have to just have come in here, into here with a full battery in your phone. Or don't even worry about it if your phone runs out of battery. Can you tell the difference between a phone with a full battery and a phone with an empty battery if you're not using it, of course? Because I can't. I'm not sensitive to electromagnetic activity. That's not true. Everybody is sensitive to that. If you have a laser pointing at your, you know, right into your retina, you're, you'll, you'd be sensitive with that, and that is uh, EM radiation. If you can see anything at all ever, then that is your sensitivity to a very specific band of radiation. If your flesh melts off because the magnetic uh, field surrounding the Earth degrades for a millisecond, that is your sensitivity to uh, gamma radiation. And you won't get superpowers, I hate to say. They won't be for you. You'll get nothing. You'll get a harshness, and you'll get a, a deleterious burning. And uh, you, you might turn into grease, which... That grease will be of no use to you, unfortunately. We all want to save the grease so that we can um, fry up our potato fritters or bananas. But sometimes grease is useless. It's disgusting. You can find no use for it, except that it is a waste product that really is going to be a very difficult thing to dispose of. I tried just pouring grease in a, uh, in a storm grate one time, and I was arrested. Well, I wasn't arrested, I was just fined. 
because apparently Greece will harden into a great big iceberg. That's not what it's called. It will harden into a great big chunk of cartilage that will block uh, sewer drains and, in general, sewer pipes, and, in general, just look like a amorphous monster. And no one, no one wants to even touch it. No one wants to look at it. What do you do with that? Can it be used as building material? It's not strong enough to be building material. Which is strange because it's also so strong that it's difficult to chop up and disperse. Is fat, are lipids, a blight on this planet? No. Lipids are an amino acid that we need to survive. We need them. We are them for some reason. That aversion to water, that indestructibility, that, that hard but jelly-like substrate. It is required for our being. And we require it too. We need it constantly. You need that fat, even though it will kill you in the end, even though it will block your storm drain, even though it will uh, make your uh, halal dish a little too greasy sometimes. You still need to drizzle that grease on the donor kebab. Otherwise, it'll be dry and tastes probably uh, like bonito flakes, which you're not here for bonito flakes. You're here for donor kebab, which I don't eat because uh, I'm a vegetarian, which means that I usually don't eat meat. But sometimes the temptation to eat meat is terribly, terribly... Uh, implacable. I can't get away from it. Meat is just so delicious. It's like uh, it's like uh, an opioid. It's like the the opium of the people. Meat is because uh there is a taste to it that cannot be replicated and it is a taste that if slightly off it resembles fecal matter because it's processed animal product, technically, is technically, is, and I'm sorry, is processed plant matter. All meat is uh, just another type of living thing that's processed into this, this living thing. So it's going to uh, go through some degradation. It's going to purify the worst of everything, which isn't a very scientific way of putting it, but there you have it. Fish tend to have more mercury in them than most of the ocean water around them, and that is because they collect so much and they can't get rid of it. They are a sieve which picks up the shining bits of mercury droplets. They, they are constantly panning like a gold prospector for bits of mercury, and they don't even know that they're doing it. And we need mercury, too. And even though it is highly poisonous, it is, it's so fascinating. How could... How could metal be liquid at room temperature? How cool is that? Unfortunately, when mercury appears, it's uh, it we don't realize it because it just it feels like us. You know, we can still hold it in our hand. It's not that heavy, but it is just heavy enough that your cell will take it in, thinking that it is water, thinking that it is one of those 
wily little phospholipids, not realizing it is a metal. It is a very heavy metal, an incredibly heavy metal. And when it takes it in, it will sink to the bottom of the uh, cell membrane and start distending it, pulling it down and tearing it. And then it'll fall. Like You might think, oh, that's just one cell. No, no worries. No, if there's enough, it'll do this to many cells. And you'll start turning gray and soupy. You'll become like a bad lunch food, slowly but surely. But you will be poisonous lunch food. It's like that Arctic expedition that went very badly that one time. That was a different heavy metal, which kills people for the same reason. It's not a liquid, and your uh, and your cells don't mistake in it uh, for any sort of phospholipid. They just take it in because they're greedy. They're just satisfying some weird cellular oral fixation. They just want to absorb everything that's around them. There's no mind to a cell. There are machines. We are just complicated enough that we can you know, tell ourselves that we're not machines, but we are machines. We'll take in everything around us. And so will those cells. They'll suck that lead chip right in, and the same thing will happen. That little lead chip will just sink to the bottom. No problem. And why does lead do this uh, more easily than iron? Lead is so soft. It is almost a liquid at room temperature, but it isn't. It is, uh, it's, it's like the butter of metals, my uh, chemistry teacher would call it. And he would pare off a slice of, uh, of lead and spread it on his toast and said, Who wants to die slowly? Eat this toast. No, no one, no one took him up on that. It was a object lesson, which I don't think I think was a little too involved. I think it was a little too hands-on. I think it was somewhat insulting to our intelligence. We really, we really don't need to see it that explicitly. We don't need it handed to it, handed to us. We could have really just been told the straight facts, the straight dope as they call it, which I don't know. I don't know what the word dope means in a lot of contexts. It can mean a stupid person. It can mean uh, narcotics. But there's also many other uh, meanings of this. I don't know what they are. I guess it could mean whiskey sometimes in the Prohibition. If you live in the Prohibition era and someone says, give me a jar of that dope, they mean give me a jar of triple distilled moonshine whiskey. Which that well, that sounds great, doesn't it? What are you doing here, drinking that Mac Adams beer? You should be out uh, looking for a some sort of wood sprite like hillbilly, and get a, a nice jar of whiskey from him. Now don't ask that explicitly. The, uh, the politics of this situation are similar to a drug deal because they're illegal. In most states where people will brew their own triple distilled, uh, well, I guess if you're distilling it, you won't call it brewing unless you're preparing the mash. If in states where, you know, hidden woodland folks are distilling their own whiskey three times as to prepare a nearly pure alcoholic substance. They don't really pay that, you know, the taxes or the licensing fees 
because they are desperately poor. They have nothing and no one's helping them. These so these scoundrels, these these uh, you know these layabouts, uh, industriously make their own beverages. Uh, makes me sick. No, it doesn't. I think what would make me sick if I is if I drank that whiskey. If I drank it and I take the gamble of what will the effect be of this. It's enough that the alcohol in it is. Uh, has a very high concentration. But there might be other types of alcohol in it, uh, specifically the, of the methyl variety, that which the wood spirits, they call them sometimes, which um, I, I would call these uh, gentlemen who are brewing the, the stuff, I would call them wood spirits because they are hardly there. As a spirit is hardly there, they... Uh, might blend into their surroundings. Their clothes have become so tattered that they look like bark. Their hats, uh, though they are created from a beaver pelt, uh, begin to blend into the trees. Their faces are so filthy and sunburnt that they look like the, the loam in which they have grown out of. Well, that you say they haven't grown out of the dirt. They were born from a woman. And a man, and maybe a third person, who knows. But really, everything they've eaten, everything they've done, everything, all the water that they drank, like a tree, comes from the earth. They are purely of that forest that they live in. And so is that whiskey. Maybe the, the copper stills that they have, maybe they, that has come from outside. But them, the wood that they, the wooden cask that they, keep that whiskey in the uh, the grain which they distill that in the wood that they burned to fire these stills all from the earth when you drink that whiskey you are drinking this forest when you drink Mac Adams beer I don't know at all what you're drinking I can't even meditate on that think about that you're drinking this thick beer I cannot tell you what that is. And I know the man who made it. And I, people have heard me speak at length of how odious that, uh, that brewmaster is. Um, and I've seen him do all these processes, but he, he buys the grain from somewhere. He buys the hops from some place. Online, I guess. He orders these steel casks bulk from some company who has pressed these casks from uh, from iron sheets that were founded somewhere. Nowhere to be known. Nowhere to be seen. I mean, that is that is the modern man right there. We cannot trace our origins in terms of actual matter. Maybe you can go online and Look at what your uh, genes are and see who you are genetically. And that is something of an origin. But what is your, where does your actual matter come from? Where is your, where, what are your physical ingredients as of this moment? Think about what you've eaten your whole entire life. Where did all those things come from? And they, you could 
maybe somewhat conclusively say that all of it comes from this planet. So far, nothing has escaped, and, well, well now, isn't that interesting? Plenty of things come in, though, don't they? Every little bit of rock, every little bit of solar uh, ionic winds get funneled in through the, uh, the pole of the, uh, of the magnetic field and get fired up into a, a great aurora. Every little chunk of iron and, and, uh, and uh, nickel, nickel, uh, beautiful jagged nickel crystals fall into the earth and then become part of our soupy mess that is humanity. They might invent some new type of matter somewhere on the other side of the world on a secluded island, and they might do their best to keep this matter perfectly contained. But despite their best efforts, that matter will become part of you. It will become your identity. They might do this in some orbital platform on the moon. Well, if it's orbital, I guess it wouldn't be on the moon. Some orbital platform revolving around the moon in their best efforts to isolate it and to keep it from us. But it will be a failure. It will become part of us in time. I tried, you know, to make a stew earlier today. A stew called chili. Although, I, I called it chili, but I used curry powder rather than chili powder. And there was no meat in it. It was only wheat bulgur. So I guess it was more of a bean and wheat stew with tomatoes and, uh, and onions and pepper. And I tried my best to perfectly mix these ingredients, the way the earth mixes all of its ingredients. And it was impossible. It was impossible to totally defy entropy. Some things, some components stay somewhat homogenous. And this stew, as I eat it every day, will taste different every day. And not just because it will settle differently. I will be eating different components. And the earth will eat us bit by bit. <sighs> I feel a little better now. Thank you for coming by. Uh, you only want that one glass? That's, listen, that's okay. I, I appreciate... They were listening. I mean, you were you're on your phone most of the time, just I guess looking at your Instagram, which I appreciate. There, this uh, well, I was gonna say this place has an Instagram account. It does not. Maybe someday, it does have a Facebook account. If you could look that up, Jefferson Avenue Way Station. Just that. All that's all you need to search, and you'll find it. It'll be right there, right there for you to see. Just click on that and like it like it very much and you'll never miss you'll never miss me I'll always be with you right here alright well thank you oh thank you you have a perfect $10 bill and a nice little $1 bill that's I mean that's a 1% tip but listen you've been here for a while so I appreciate it alright you have a beautiful day and remember this is Jefferson Avenue Way Station and it will never forget you because you are part of it.